Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. All right, let's go. Let's go. Real sports talk for real sports fans. Oh, man, I love it. I love it. You suck. Back to Miller and Condon on 1700 KBGG. All right, welcome back into the 1 o'clock hour here on the Ken Miller Show. Trent Condon and myself with you until 2. Mitch Holtis in about 10 minutes. Bama Bob, bottom of the hour. Dylan Montz right now. We go live to Ames. Matt Campbell has addressed the media. Practice The first practice of the day is over. Uh, and uh, Dylan, uh, Ames Trib is where you can read him, amestrib.com. He joins us. Dylan, Trenton, Ken, got to go right to it here. So we only got like six minutes with you. We appreciate you giving us whatever time you can here today. Uh, but Matt Campbell got out in front of the Ohio State thing, handled it uh, just the way he should have. Um, very impressed by Matt Campbell, and um, he said the right things. Yeah, you had to almost address it before anybody else was going to ask about it. The questions were inevitably going to come just with all the talk that's been around it nationally in the last couple of days even. So he came out, you know, said the right things, and there were a couple of follow-up questions about how do you address this with players, uh, with recruits. And he said, um, you know, nothing, nothing's in the dark uh, with them. He always kind of goes and meets it head-on and really talks about the conversation, well, talks about the, the rumors and everything surrounding the conversation really honestly with them. And he said ever since uh, he became a head coach, um, you know, whatever it was, six, seven years ago at Toledo, um, these kinds of conversations always come up with recruits, and it's the number one thing they talk about. And he said he's never shied away from talking about those things head on with them, and, and this is no different. He said he's you know, already obviously talked to the players just given uh, the, how intense the last couple of days have been um, regarding that. You know, he did it in a perfect way. He didn't wait for the question. He came right out and started your guys' conversation with that, Dylan. He's such a pro. He, there's not a quote in there that if he would leave, Cyclone fans could use against him, anything like that. Do you ever look around, you guys, and the other media members just kind of look at each other and say, we have a pretty good here. Matt Campbell, he won the press conference a couple years ago, and I feel like he does everything basically to a T, exactly how you want it. Is that fun to cover as a beat guy? Yeah, it, it certainly helps. You don't have to ask the awkward questions and, and stuff. He, he'll come out and he, he knows what you're talking about. He knows the angle we're coming from and, and getting that information. He understands all that. And like you said, he, he just goes about it in a, a really nice way. And you know, it doesn't get riled up when those questions inevitably come just uh, because people do want to know the answers to that kind of stuff and what he had to say on the matter. So for him to come out ahead of it, um, you know, talk about it candidly. He, he never mentioned the name Ohio State, but, um, you know, other institutions and, you know, even talking, going back to last year when he, uh, you know, people talked about him going to Nebraska or Tennessee or whatever the case was. Um, he, he was always pretty uh, up forward with that kind of stuff here toward the end of the year. Uh, Dylan Mons, Ames Tribune is our guest. Dylan was one of the, uh, maybe not eye-opener, but one of the biggest revelations from this morning, Julian Good-Jones at left tackle, uh, opening up the door to uh, to maybe get the five best offensive linemen on the uh, on the field. Was that one of the bigger takeaways from this morning? 
Yeah, it was certainly one of the first things I looked at, and it wasn't something that necessarily surprised me, but I thought it was noteworthy just uh, how much uh, you know of a safety net maybe he can be on the left side, given how important that position is. Uh, but I think uh, Matt Campbell even said it once we actually got the football questions with him. Um, they feel really good about what Bryce Meeker can do at right tackle, what Josh Kniffel can do at right guard, and what um, Julian Jones could really do anywhere. Um, and they like Josh Mueller at uh, left guard and then maybe Colin Newell at center. And he said for the next six or seven days, there's going to be a lot of Mexican matching just to kind of find who plays well next to each other and what combination really gives them the best um, the best look up front. I think the group that we saw this morning is probably going to be pretty close to what your starting lineup looks like on September 1st. But I think they're testing out their depth a little bit too and doing good Jones being kind of a utility guy where you can move him about anywhere you need is certainly an asset. Dylan, you were playing with my heart when you tweeted out the picture of Riel Mitchell out there working with the, the <laughs> first group. I, I, I love the kid. I absolutely love him. Is there going to be a package? I'm already setting you up for your next question for Campbell. Are they working on a package for, for Riel Mitchell? Yeah, I don't know if it's necessarily Riel specifically, but I think they're looking for more ways to open up the offense. And um, I think the question was even asked a couple of days ago, uh, given the amount of quarterbacks you have and some of the different skill sets of those guys, you envision uh, using more than one on the field at the same time, whether it's Real kind of as, as a scat back that can kind of get out and catch and run a little bit. You know, Matt uh, Matt said, uh, you know, we've used about a million quarterbacks over the last couple of years anyway, so I would imagine that they'll be out there in some way. And I think Real, just with his speed, if, if he can kind of, um, you know, they, they are going to have a lot of weapons on the outside, but I think um, at some point this year you can see him out there in some sort of package just because his speed is so different and, um, people want his his mental capacity too to understand the game. So I wouldn't be surprised at all um, if he was out there and working with the veteran group today. I know they kind of mix and match those a little bit to kind of get a, a, a good blend of everybody. But um, I, I think he belongs probably somewhere on the field at some point. Mm. Did, were you able to glean who maybe has the edge as camp opens as the number two running back behind Montgomery? Because the depth chart comes out, there was four, well, there was three oars. Nwangu, Crony, uh, Warren, and Lang uh, uh, would be that second. But did, were you able to glean anything as maybe who right now has the edge at two? It, it was a little tough today because the only other running back out there besides David Montgomery was Johnny Lang. And I certainly think he could be a guy that fits in there somewhere. Um, I still probably expect it to be more of a Kamena Wongu uh, type, uh, maybe Mike Warren, but I'd probably go with, um, you know, Nwongu at this point. So I think you'll see, uh, you know, I think you could see Lang even split out a little bit as, as the scat back when I was just talking with Mitchell. Um, but it, it was kind of hard this morning to really kind of pinpoint what we could expect from that group on game day um, when Montgomery does, does get subbed out. Uh, Dylan Mons covering Iowa State, AimsTrib.com, AimsTrib.com. Dylan, thank you. We appreciate it. Of course, you can follow Dylan on Twitter as well, at Dylan Mons. Uh, Dylan, we'll talk to you on Monday. Thank you for doing this for us. Appreciate it. You got it, guys. Thank you. Good to talk to you. Dylan Mons joining us uh, live from Ames. Mitch Holtis from Chiefs Training Camp when Trent and I continue. Chiefs are off today, though. Oh. He's off today. What? He's in Nebraska. He's in Nebraska. Wrong side of the Missouri River. He's going to join us? He's still going to join us, though. Uh, Today's Anthony Hitchens Day. It is. So we're going to focus on him. Uh, Mitch Holtis next from Nebraska. It's odd. It's really weird. Uh, But looking forward to it as we continue here on 1700 KBGG. 
Now, listen to 1700 KBGG on Alexa. Say, Alexa, enable the 1700 KBGG skill. Then to play us, say, Alexa, play 1700 KBGG. Simple enough. The Arizona Iowa Baseball Company has become a one-stop shop for all of your field product needs. Arizona Iowa Mounds can provide you with anything to make your field look great and play great from portable pitching mounds to field products and equipment. With multiple items stocked for the season, Arizona Iowa Mounds offer same-day delivery on stocked items and free field consultant to Iowa Little Leagues, high schools, and colleges. And individual lessons are available for baseball and softball players at their location. 3976 Northwest Urbandale Drive, the Arizona Iowa Baseball Company. Looks like we have another contestant for Russian Roofer Roulette. Place your bet. Choose from unmet expectations, we overpromise and underdeliver, or we'll carelessly drag our ladder over your daffodils. Let's log on to Google and play. I'm Ryan Johnson, owner of Right Roofing. Before you play Russian Roofer Roulette, give us a call. Right Roofing is one of the only local roofers with a 50-year warranty on both the shingles and the labor. So you know that when we roof it, we'll roof it once and we'll roof it right. For a warranty on materials and labor that's five times longer than most companies, call Right Roofing at 515-729-0770, where we say you choose the color, we'll handle the rest. That's 729-0770, or find us online at rightroofing.com. That's rightroofing.com with an R. Roof it once, roof it right, right roofing. Imagine that there's a place where you can have a good time and do good too. At the Blank Park Zoo, you can. There's a whole world of animals to discover, tons of fun things to do, and so many cool things to see. And the whole time you're having fun, you're actually helping animals. How awesome is that? Every trip to the zoo is an adventure and a chance to help threatened wildlife everywhere. Imagine that. Guys, are you ready to begin your journey to live life better? Are you feeling tired and worn down or looking to improve performance and drive in the bedroom? Looking to burn fat and gain muscle? Then it's time to contact New Leaf Wellness. New Leaf Wellness offers a free, no-obligation consultation. Dr. Robert Seaman and the New Leaf staff will help craft a plan dedicated to you. From testosterone replacement therapy, advanced weight loss, to nutritional therapy, New Leaf Wellness strives to find the plan that will improve your quality of life. Dr. Robert Seaman and New Leaf Wellness. Give them a call today at 515-650-1358. Again, 515-650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness. One more time, 515-650-1358. It's time to live life better with New Leaf Wellness. Call 515-650-1358. That's 515-650-1358. Since 1980, Christopher's Gold and Rare Coins has been Central Iowa's trusted local source for precious metals, rare coins, currency, and estate jewelry. Christopher's can help you invest in gold or silver and start or sell a coin collection. If you're looking for top value on family heirlooms, diamond and precious gem jewelry, or luxury watches, Christopher's trained staff will provide the information you need to sell with confidence. Christopher's Gold and Rare Coins. South of Douglas on Merle Hay Road or at Christopher's Rare Coins.com. 
The Heritage Carousel will continue to be open to the public on Saturdays and Sundays through mid-October. The carousel opened in 1998 and rides were $0.50 for kids. Rides today are still just $0.50 for kids. For more information on times, days, and how to rent the carousel, please go to our website at heritagecarousel.org or find us on Facebook. The Heritage Carousel is owned and operated by the Des Moines Carousel Foundation and is a not-for-profit organization. Baseball. Is there another professional sport that brings out as much passion and as many memories in their fans? Kevin the Flag Guy here. We love baseball at Heartland Flags. Go Reds. We know what the flag means, and so do you. The classic pinstripes, the simple W, or the iconic throwback logos of your favorite team. Baseball is back, and it's time to fly your favorite team's flag. Shop in-store, 3719 Southwest 9th in Des Moines, or online at heartlandflags.com. Summer is here, and when the storms hit and your roof leaks, it's time to call Wolf Construction. From a complete re-roof to just fixing that leaky roof. The roofing staff has experience working with many different roof systems with Wolf Construction and a knowledge of how the roof system works best for your home. Wolf Construction will do their best to honor you with timely communication, a job well done, and a price that's fair. Wolf Construction Roofing, 515-225-8866 or online wolfconstruction.net Real sports talk for real sports fans. Back to Miller and Condon on 1700 KBGG. Welcome back. It's the Ken Miller Show, 1700 KBGG. Mitch Holtis, the voice of the Kansas City Chiefs momentarily. Bottom of the hour, Bama Bob will join us and we'll cover a variety of topics. Got on record here, Trent. All right. I'm going to give you a, I give you an edge. Give me, I want you, I'm going to ask you a quarterback that we don't know who's going to have a breakout year. There is one that I've been, uh, I have circled. We know Brian Lewerke. I like him. Oh, he's you know. a big fan. Around here, do many people know Jake Bentley? No. The South nope. Carolina quarterback? Nope, 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 nope. He, he's a guy that pretty good numbers last year as a mm-hmm. sophomore. He was a big recruit. It, it was, I think, a surprise for a lot of people that South Carolina was able to get him. And I kind of like, it's Will Muschamp. That's why I'm not all in. Mm-hmm. Gamecocks will be your representative from the East. I'm not going there. It's still George Alabama, right? Yeah. But... They get him early, yeah. week two, and Bentley had, I thought, a really nice season last year. So Jake Bentley, if you're looking for that guy to ascend, he's got the size. So that's going to be your answer? I think so. I think that's where I'm going. That's that's one that I have circled. Come up with another one. Okay. I mean, you got to have a couple. Got a couple. I know, Not that I'm saying that Bentley's not the right answer. I, I've got um, I got an SEC and a Pac-12. Okay. I like digging deep into these ones, too. Mm-hmm. Going... A little bit further. And then we'll have some fun. We'll take a look back and just see how bad uh, the, the, that we were. Uh, Mitch Holtis momentarily. Again, Bamba Bob, we're here until 2. Jimmy B and TC, uh, afternoon drive from 4 until 6. Let's get to the voice of the Kansas City Chiefs. He joins us. Mitch, Trent, and Ken, how are you? Great. Off day my today? Off day is, uh, yeah, my off day is in Lincoln, Nebraska. I just addressed the uh, Nebraska Bankers Association. Very nice. Keynote speaker, yes. Very good. Um, you know, let me ask you about the, the Hall of Fame class, Mitch. Is there, I mean, obviously Jerry Kramer's not going to be this answer, but is there one of the, you know, the, the, the one of the guys that's being inducted this this uh, Saturday that was not a Chiefs killer, but maybe 
hurt the Chiefs seemingly every time they'd play this guy or this guy's team, he'd, you know, be a major pain in the you-know-what. I'm guessing I know the answer, but uh, who would that guy be? Well, this class, I mean, I, I just remember, and we didn't play him very often, but at the, the times we did, he just dominated the game, was Terrell Owens. Mm. Uh, there was no, gosh, we couldn't even touch the guy. Um, and I just remember thinking, this is like a 14-year-old playing in a 12-year-old game. <laughs> right. Yeah. And it was like we got no hope. Or we were just hanging on. Uh, and, of course, Coach Reed coached him later. Uh, mm-hmm. But I really like Brian Dawkins in this class just yep. because he epitomizes. I mean, Coach Reed loves the guy. But, wow, his, his impact. You know, we look at stats, but the depth of his impact uh, is now just coming out of what he meant to those really good Eagles teams. No doubt. I thought you would say Ray Lewis, just a full disclosure. I well, thought Lewis would be the guy. Yeah, but I remember there's there's some – I mean, there was one game. We played him on a Thursday night. It's the year 1999, and, I mean, we just smoked that dude. He was uh, he was, he was, was kind of claiming no moss. He was, <laughs> he was wired up for the game, and it just didn't work out because our offensive line was crushing him. And he was like, I need some help, or these guys are holding, or – I mean, it's just – it was uh, interesting, but yeah, we we flagged that out. Terrell Owens would be my my uh, answer there for you. Over to a, a local perspective here, and Anthony Hitchens makes his way as a free agent to Kansas City. Hawkeye, University of Iowa guy that had a, an interesting career. Started as a running back, ended up at linebacker, safety in between special teams. He's done it all, but Mitch, I got to tell you, uh, on the email you sent here with the audio clip, you put Hitman on there. That's sacrilegious to put that name out there with the Hawkeye. There's only one hitman, and that was Bob Sanders. Well, we can go there, too. But let's, I mean, we, maybe we've got generational hitmen here. There you go. There you go. Um, uh, but it came from Iowa City. So now LeVar Woods, I think he's the special teams coordinator now. Am I wrong? Is he still there? Yeah. yeah. Um, and he was linebacker's coach when, when Hitch was there. So if you want to, don't blame me about <laughs> Bob Sanders. Blame LeVar Woods, because when I asked uh, Hitchens about it, he said, this goes back to Iowa City. Yeah, Iowa City, uh, Coach Woods, he played in the lead for a couple of years. Uh, he, he was uh, my linebacker coach. He doesn't have Ray Lewis' size, but he kind of reminds you of Derek Johnson. The other thing that he doesn't have to do at all, he can become a complimentary player because he's going to be surrounded by some pretty good dudes. But he had a goal line session. This is Friday, Thursday, Wednesday. Wednesday goal line, I'm standing right behind it. I'm standing right behind him, and it's first and goal at the one. And his first step was just awesome, and his second step was quicker than his first step. And when you say hitman, that gives a negative connotation as far as people saying safety of the game. He really is like a Big Ten champion wrestler. He tackles with leverage. He's a high school coach's dream because any high school coach would say, tackle like this guy. He uses leverage. He's physical without being dirty. I I'm just tickled he's here. He's tickled to be here. He's that much closer to Iowa City because don't get him going about the Hawkeyes. He'll talk all day about it. <laughs> yeah, I bet he would. So, uh, Mitch, when you, you say you're surrounded by talent, there's no question. I, as I look at it, and I want to get your take, uh, and I like Fuller and I like Barry, et cetera, um, but linebacker is going to be the strength of that defense in the 3-4, don't you think? I do, and I think that there's depth on the outside. It's not just because it's Justin Houston. It's Houston, comma, D. Ford, comma, Tano Passanio, comma, Breland Speaks. Now, the concern here, uh, a couple things in response to your uh, assertion there, Ken, 
is one now Hitchens. I don't think it's bad, but he was chasing the cheetah Tyreek Hill yesterday <laughs> and kind of tweaked a hamstring. <laughs> and the, the moral of the story is don't chase cheetahs, right? right. Okay. Two, uh, I would tell you the brief. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, Reggie Ragland, who they're counting on to be the Mike backer, um, who was so highly regarded coming out of Alabama, but he's he's not practiced yet. And so the Mike position. Uh, because Hitchens plays the will, the mic position, you know, as of today, is a concern. And so hopefully the Raglan knee problem is not chronic. Papa John's, Mitch, tell us about him. You told you let us in on the uh, special. Tell us, uh, for those who missed it yesterday, it's the weekend after all. Make some fun. Oh, yeah. And I guess they can celebrate the Hall of Fame game, right? We're, we're off and running now. Um, and I know there's Bears fans in Des Moines. I understand that. But what we're doing is... <laughs> Well, that's a whole other matter. Therapy. <laughs> How's the, what's the copay on the therapy? We're lot. celebrating, uh, you know, 22 years in, in Iowa with the with the Donaldsons. 22 years. So they, here they go. Free two liter, a free two liter, with the purchase of any large specialty pizza, taking it up a notch for just 12 bucks at your Iowa Papa John's. Ken, how do they do that? I have no idea. I really yeah. and truly don't. And Head I guess they'll put it. That's a hit scratcher. They might put a Bears insignia in there, or they might put a Canadian Maple Leaf, or I don't know, shoot, Hartford Whalers, although they're gone. They are the Carolina Hurricane, but I miss uh, that. Well. I can. I, yes, I do. Yeah, good stuff, Mitch. Have a good weekend. See you guys. You got to talk to you. Mitch Holt is the voice of the Kansas City Chiefs. Bama Bob next. Trent and I are on 1700 KBGG. All right, welcome back. It's our final segment of the week. It's the uh, Ken Miller Show. Trent and I are here every Monday through Friday from noon until 2. Of course, all of our guests, and there have been a bunch of them today, have appeared on the Dr. Stephen Fuller and Fuller Family Dentistry Hotline. Two locations, 2822 East 29th Street in Des Moines and 410 H Street Southwest in Altoona. Let's talk some college football, shall we? We, After all, we're in the month of August. Teams are... Uh, hitting the fields throughout the country as they begin preparations for college football. And Bama Bob joins us. Bama Trent Ken, we obviously we've got to start with Urban Meyer. I know that um, you've been a, a harsh critic on this program over the years, uh, how you feel about uh, Urban Meyer. Mike Bianchi, a terrific columnist for the Orlando Sun Sentinel, of course, covered him in Florida. Uh, those two butted heads, uh, Bianchi came out in press and refers to him as Urban Liar which I thought was really, really good. That's a good one. Good yeah. fun. So, Bama, this is day three, if you will. When you heard about it on day one, what did you think the percentage was that he was going to get fired? Then day two, and has it changed on day three? Because, at least for me, I was 90-10 fired yesterday. I'm coming back a little bit, maybe 75-25. Uh, where are you? Do you what, what do you think is going to happen with uh, Urban Meyer? Well, there's so many layers to this, Ken, and, and you know, first of all, like you said, I, I, I'm not a fan, never have been. I think a lot of what he did down at Florida and what, what he allowed to happen down at Florida, a lot, all that stench was covered up by Tim Tebow. Couldn't agree with you more. Just, you know, who was genuinely a wholesome good guy, and the media just lapped yep. up the Meyer-Tebow relationship, and there were people writing about, hey, we got guys getting arrested, we got guys accused of assault, you know, they're still on the team, you know, Urban's in charge, you know, that kind of thing, but nobody wanted to listen to it. Um, and really not until 
Aaron, the Aaron Hernandez situation unfolded, unfortunately, do people go back and look, wow, maybe there were some signs here. You know, the national media I'm talking about. But So not a big fan, never have been. That said, I, I think all of this we got to be careful because we've seen it in the past. Duke lacrosse is always my benchmark when, you know, a, a reporter like, you know, Selena Roberts, if you want to call her a reporter, latches onto a story. It turns out that was, you know, the accuser made it up. You know, the DA was, you know, found to have, you know, hidden evidence, all this kind of stuff. So these these guys got off. We just saw it with Reuben Foster, who was accused of domestic violence in the NFL. And it turns out that his accuser, you know, made all this stuff up. Um, so you have to you have to wait for it to play out. This commission, Ken, really intrigues me. Uh, I don't know if they're covering their bases to, you know, exonerate Urban and say, hey, look, we had an independent commission. This wasn't the school president. This wasn't the AD. This was an outside commission, and, you know, we can't cooperate. We don't have facts. Or if they're, you know, doing this, like you said, in order to, you know, start the process to get rid of him. And, and listen, they're, they're going to they're gonna let this play out a little bit because they're going to let the public opinion uh, you'll factor into this, and if you think they're not, I mean, you, you know, you're not paying attention. So, all of that said, I think it's about. I'm going to say it's about seventy thirty. He loses his job over this. Um, but that accuser or, or the ex-wife of this coach has got to be proven right. I, I watched the Brett McMurphy interview on on ESPN the other night, and I'll be honest with you. I got a bad hit off of him. Now he, you know, he was let go by ESPN. He was interviewed on Scott Van Pelt. He seemed a little too smug for me. Hey, look what I, I found this. I dug this up. You know, I proved it. You know, he was saying things like that. I'm not saying he's wrong and his facts are wrong, but he 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 seemed a little too eager to let everybody know that he dug all this stuff up. So, but listen, you, you got a lot of. You got a lot of powerful forces at play here. Urban Urban is arguably the second best coach, successful coach, uh, you know, in the country right now. He is at his absolute peak. He is in his prime. He's seventy three and eight at one of the most powerful schools and biggest programs, biggest brands in the country. Uh, so it's going to take a bunch to get rid of him. Um, I will say this: if they do decide they're going to get rid of him. I hope they fire him for cause, Ken. I don't want one of these settled buyouts and let him kind of go away quietly and I'm going to do what's best for the program and I'm not going to be a distraction and it's unfair to focus, you know, that kind of thing. If if Ohio State's going to get rid of him, I, I would like for him, I, I want him fired for cause. And then, you know, listen, that school can afford a lawsuit. They can afford litigation. They got, they got a, a ton of resources up there. And put him under oath in a deposition. And that's where we're going to find out what the truth is because there's not a lot of people that are going to risk going to jail, you know, by, by covering something up. So I, I, it's just, this whole thing is just stunning to me how quickly it's come unraveled. And I know there's ethical and moral things at play here, but why would you do this over? I mean, is a wide receiver coach that important to you? <laughs> we talked about the same thing earlier in the week. Couldn't agree I, with you more. I don't understand. I mean, and I think it goes back to Andrea Edelson wrote a great piece on ESPN.com. It's still up, kind of on their front page, sort of kind of in the middle of it there, on how he, you know Meyer has just this godlike complex, and you know a 
he he you know a fiefdom. He thinks he can cover you know get away with anything, and if he says it's okay, it's okay. And times have changed, and he really hasn't. So I, I don't understand why there were so many things he could have just said when this question was first brought up, um, or when it first happened. I mean, you can't. I don't understand how you think you're going to let a wide receiver coach take you down. I know he's Earl Bruce's grandson. I get all that. But, my goodness, at the end of the day, um, you've you got to report this up the chain. You've got to do the right thing. And I, I just I don't understand how, how he's let it get to, to this point. And it's like they always say, Ken, the cover-up's usually far worse than crime. And if he is brought down by this, it is just going to be, it's going to be the biggest you know, scandal, really, since the Joe Paterno-Jerry Sandusky days. And I'm not equating the two because we've never seen, and God, God hope we never see a monster uh, as bad as Jerry Sandusky again in our lifetimes, in 10 lifetimes. Um, but to bring down a guy like Urban Meyer uh, at the peak of his profession, and I mean, it would just be absolutely stunning. So do we see Urban Meyer, if he is fired in 2019, I'm guessing probably at Auburn. That seems to be the, the right place for him. <laughs> Maybe Gus Malzahn a little step back this year, and, and we can get Urban. That seems like an Auburn type of thing, doesn't it? I don't think he'll uh, coach. I, I, I don't think Urban's going to coach again. No, do I. Uh, maybe in the NFL. NFL doesn't care. Do whatever you want in the NFL. They care less. Mm. Um, I mean, or I in guess, Italy. Or in Italy, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and that's the thing is, you know, this isn't an NCAA rules violation. This isn't a Hugh Freeze, you know, Bob Petrino kind of scandal. Um, this, this is this is covering up domestic violence uh, by one of your employees, and and, and it's, it's just, it, it's heinous, and I, I don't understand, you know, again, we got to wait for the, the facts to come out, I mean, absolute facts to come out, and that's what I'm saying, if Ohio State thinks they've got enough to get rid of him, I want to see them just, just get rid of him, fire him for cause, as per the terms of his contract, and then if Urban wants to come back and do a Rick Pitino and sue them, fine because when you have lawsuits you have depositions mm-hmm. and when you get deposed you're under oath and if you lie under oath you can lie to the media you can lie to the ncaa and you're not going to jail you lie under oath you're facing jail time so now let's see who knew what and when at that point uh guys the uh, the first poll of the year came out the coaches poll was released a couple of days ago of course alabama uh, by far number one the others receiving first place votes uh, alabama got 61 clemson three ohio state one um so here's a question for both of you let's do let's do both who is in the top 25 that won't be when the final poll comes out so we'll do that first but also give some thought to who right now isn't in the top 25, and will find their way into the top 25 once the season uh, plays itself out. So let's get this on record, Trent. I know okay. that we've done a lot of that uh, in the weeks leading up to uh, to football. And Bama, I'll let you go first. Give me a top 25 team uh, in the coaches poll that came out a couple of days ago that won't be there uh, at the end. Uh, listen, it's going to sound like celebrates, but I'm going to say Central Florida. I mean, I think the coaching change, they lost a lot of talent. I think they're 24th right now, so they ain't got to fall far. 23, yep. Yeah, 23. Listen, they got to go to North Carolina. They got Pitt, and they've got Florida Atlantic, who's going to be a handful. So I think a couple of losses could drop them out. You know, the, the, the Power Five teams, 
and have got to lose three, four games. And listen, I want to put an asterisk by this because if Meyer does lose his job, I don't know what you know. Ohio mm-hmm. State goes six and six. Yeah. I mean, you, you just or they could go you know rally around it and go twelve and one. They got a ton of talent. Yep. But I mean, you can't underestimate how important having the head guy is there. And I don't care who you've got, you know, taking over that program. If Urban Meyer's not there and he misses a bunch of games, especially important games, or if he's fired, then you know we could see Ohio State spiral. But uh, I'm going to say UCF right now. Trent. Out of the top 25 at the end of the year, I'm going to the ACC, Virginia Tech. They've had a tumultuous offseason, lost a couple guys early to the NFL. They've had uh, a bunch of guys on the defense that have been dismissed. Vodtech, difficult-ish type schedule for them. I don't see them in the 9-3 and plus range. I see them more 7-5, and 8-4. I don't think that's good enough for the top 25. So I'm going Vodtech, who checks in at 17. We won't see at the end of the year. All right, that's a good one. I, I considered them. I'm going to stay uh, close to home. I'm going to go in the Big 12. Um, and and I love Will Greer. I do, and he's got a real good offense. But yeah. I, they they, they got to play some defense, and I'm not sure that they can. And I'm like, uh, like that number that you threw out there, Trent. Eight and four uh, in the Big 12. I'm not so sure that that will get, keep you in the top 25. So I will go West Virginia with my team destined not to be there once the season plays itself out. All right, Bama. Conversely, a team that uh, when the first poll came out found themselves on the outside looking in that can make that jump. Who would that be? I'm going to go Oregon. Um, I think they were, what, 28, something like you want to look at it that way. Um, receiving votes, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, listen, weak non-conference schedule, as usual. Um, Stanford and Washington, two toughest games at home, and no USC. So I think 9-3 and three maybe gets them ranked at the end of the year. Um, I don't think they can win the North, but I think if they can you know, pick off somebody, I, I think, you know, new coach, I understand, um, but I'm going to go with the Ducks sneaking into the, you know, not really high, but all you got to do, I guess, is yep. be in the top 25. So I'm going to go with the Ducks. Like that one a lot. Had that one on my list. And uh, I'm with you. You got Herbert back. He's really good. Makes a big yeah. difference there. And the defense, well, we saw what happened before with Jim Levitt. Year number two, you get mm-hmm. expect to see more gains. I like that one, Bama. For me, since I won't take the Ducks and go with you, I'm going with Bill Snyder and K-State. I've uh, continued to You're search on them. for the second team for the Big 12. They continue to kind of stick out to me. 9-3, and three, can they do that? Maybe that backdoors the end of the Big 12 title game. I'm going to go with the Wildcats and Bill Snyder to uh, be the team not in that gets in. Well, this Trent, that's a good pick because I I, I do uh, I can see where you're coming from, and it's not like that. This is something new to you today. You've been you've been touting K State for the last month or so, as I've been touting Iowa State for the last month or so. But I'm not going to go there because I've already got too much invested in my <laughs> Iowa State predictions this year. But look, if they're the is that second, a literal term, Ken? Yeah, right. Um, if uh, if they are the second best team in the in the Big Twelve, as I say, they may be, uh, then they will be there. But I'm going to a team that that I. 
Iowa State last saw on the field, and that was at the Liberty Bowl uh, in Memphis. Uh, Memphis, um, they get UCF at home, and Bama, if you're right that UCF's going to be right. a faller this year, then maybe it's Memphis uh, that rises up at their expense. So I will take Memphis to find their way in to the top 25. Mike Norvell, not going to be there forever, and if he's a top, he's got a top 25 uh, returning team this year. This may be his last year. So that's where I shall go for that one, Trent Condon. Your thoughts? So, all right, I get it. I get where you're going. Even at ten and three, though, Memphis probably isn't in the top twenty-five. Close, close. But ten and two last year after the regular season, I would state picked them off as we know. Well, we'll see. The the, the margin for error is a little bit yeah, more that's, difficult that's... for those group of five teams, but. That's a good one. Boise's been talked about. There's got to be another group of five teams that, that nobody's talking about, right? That's going to make Florida Atlantic. Florida yeah, Atlantic. not a bad one. Bama. Singletary's a nice bat. Yeah. I mean, Blaine yes. Kiffin. I mean, they're go- they are going to light up the scoreboard. I don't know what kind of defense they're going to play, but he's a name, and that helps. I mean, when you've got a name like that as a coach, and you start, you know, you pick off a you know a power five early, and I, they play one. I just can't remember who it is. Oklahoma. Go yeah. I don't, so I don't think they're going to win that game. But, you know, they could play them close, possibly run the table in Conference USA. I don't know. I mean, that, that is, that's going to get you into the title game. Mm. That's going to get you noticed. It's mm. a good one, boys. That's a very good one. All right, so let's stay on this path. Uh, give me a quarterback that maybe we don't know a lot about. Maybe we've heard of him, but is poised to have a breakout season. We'll know this name at the end of the year, who would that quarterback for you be, Bama? Well, I mean, for me, it's the guy down here, and that—that's Tua. I mean, and now, listen, everybody knows who he is from the from the title game. There's this perceived battle with Jalen Hurts. There is no quarterback battle at Alabama, guys. I'm telling you. Um, you know, I just think this kid is the real deal. I think he, I wish he had Calvin Ridley back because Calvin Ridley would be a Heisman contender if he had Tagovailoa throwing him the football. Um, uh, I think Kyler Murray at Oklahoma is going to have a big year too. Mm-hmm. Um, I really do. Uh, and I, I love Lincoln Riley working with him. Uh, I think that's going to help a ton. So those are going to be my two. I wanted to say Shane Patterson, or Shay Patterson, but I, Jim Harbaugh is just so weird. I mean, I, you hear all these things, you know, don't eat chicken because it's a nervous bird. What the hell are you that. talking about? Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, and you've had some other quarterbacks, you know, O'Quarren come out this year and talk about, um, you know, how hard it was to play for him and uh, last year. So, I mean, I don't, I don't know how that relationship's going to wear on Patterson. Plus, their schedule's just ridiculous, but... I'm going to say uh, Tagliavoa and and Kyler Murray for me. All right, Trent. Uh, I got a couple here, local level, Big Ten, Big 12. Brian Lewerke, I think people obviously Mm. know the name. I love Brian Lewerke. I I, I think there's a lot more upside still to his game. And if we've talked about Penn State taking a step back, who knows now with Ohio State and Michigan and worrying about chickens, give me Brian Lewerke. I I think he's got a big season. a really good one. Now, Bama probably knows this uh, name a lot better than most of our listening audience. But Jake Bentley at South Carolina, really liked him last year as a sophomore. One of the more highly recruited quarterbacks mm-hmm. I think South Carolina's yeah. ever had there. Mm. I really like Bentley. And Georgia, they get him early. They get him in week two. They get him at home. If you're looking for a surprise of the SEC, that's that's my targeted team 
after Georgia and Alabama, South Carolina. That's a good one. I'm going to give you a couple, guys. Nick Fitzgerald, Mississippi State, mm-hmm. the, yep. if he's passed his injury, I saw enough on him last year to think that this kid's going to be a real player. So write him down. Um, and I think probably most people, if they do know him, became aware of him, unfortunately, because of the injury uh, in the right. Egg Bowl. And here's, here's, my, here's my sleeper, sleeper, sleeper. Colorado, Stephen Montez. Who? Yeah. Stephen Montez. He's six foot five. He's two hundred and thirty pounds. He is, I think, poised to have a breakout year. Now I read the Denver papers every every day, <laughs> so maybe I'm a little bit uh, uh, getting a little bit tainted there on that. But they're they're raving about this kid. I uh, love yeah. the intangibles. Love the size, obviously. So I'll take him and Fitzgerald. Bam, have I got a couple there you like? Yeah, I like Fitzgerald, and the, to me, the only reason is the injury. You just don't know, and that was right. a pretty bad injury. It really I mean, was. Um, I, I tell you, the kid at Missouri is going to be pretty good, too. Drew Locke, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's a good player. I, that's, that's a guy, I think, that can, uh, in this conference anyway, um, you know, listen, two was obvious, so I don't know that that's really a, a breakout, you know, surprise guy. I just think I think he's just poised to have such a big year that people are, it might take people by surprise. Yeah, we're going to write down Drew Locke because I'm with you. We Mm -hmm. saw two win the national championship game or save it rather. All right, guys, so this is speaking of quarterbacks, and we were just talking about the SEC. Scale of 1 to 10, because I'm at a 12. (laughs) Johnny Football's on TV tonight. I've been waiting for this since he got to the CFL. Now, CFL has got us to this point. Uh, As far as watch if you're a football junkie, but he stood on the sidelines in Hamilton. They finally traded him this week. Uh, He's with Montreal now. They play his old team, Hamilton, tonight, 6.30 on ESPN2. Bama, scale of 1 to 10, 1 being you couldn't care less, 10 being you can't wait. Uh, Where are you on the Johnny Football uh, scale of uh, of appointment TV for tonight? I'm at about a 6, Ken. Um, And and it's really for the train wreck factor. (laughs) That's all right. I mean... And look, it's it's not that I don't like Manziel, but I mean he everything he did was self inflicted. So they're gonna you know yeah. people are gonna call us a comeback story or what? I mean, was to, to come back he had to be somewhere. And that I mean, was something in college, but he's ne- you know in the NFL never. Um, so I mean, I'm interested from that point of view, I guess. Just and, and mainly because let's face it, what else are you gonna watch tonight? Um, so I, I, I I'm. I'm mid-level interested, I would say, and and I do I would like to see what he looks like. Although it's so hard to tell. I mean, the, the CFL versus the NFL is just two different animals. It really is. Um, so it, it's going to be hard to tell. Hey, oh wow, he looks good. I mean, some team's <laughs> going to pick him up. I mean, I, I just say he, he's probably still suspended for like the next 35 games anyway. <laughs> I mean, who knows? Uh, the, you lost tra- him and Josh Gordon both. I lost track of how much they've been suspended by the NFL. So, but yeah, about a six, I would say. Trent, I don't care. <laughs> I, I don't. <laughs> yeah, I don't care. I, maybe I'll give it a cursory glance, but it'll be. Oh yeah, that's on. I'll be going through the guide. It'll be something like that. Not appointment television like it is for you tonight. Well, your twins play the Royals. No, uh, I can't. I couldn't care less. Uh, the Cubs have played this afternoon, so they're out of the equation. I can't listen to Cardinal baseball on TV or on the radio. Um, so yeah, I'm at a maybe not a twelve, maybe an eight. 
maybe an eight. If the game goes well, I'll stick with it. If not, I'll go to live PD because <laughs> I, I love that show. I flipped that on last weekend, I think it was, for the first time after I heard you talking about it. Yeah. It's pretty it is, good, isn't it's it? It's entertaining. I agree with you. Even, you ever even, watched it, Bama? Yeah, that's the one with the, the, the live, you talking about the cop show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've I've watched it a couple of times. Mainly, my my daughter, my oldest daughter, is married to an Auburn police officer, and so they love it. They watch it all the time. So when we're down there, they're up here. They, you know, we tune in. It is entertaining. Yeah, um, it is. you know, it's it's also scary, you know, because mm-hmm. I mean, you know, some of it's funny, but some of it is, you know, hey, listen, these guys have got a real real chance of being shot at. Yep. You know, here. So, uh, but yeah, it's it's. It is entertaining. If I go to watch reality TV, I'll put it this way, that's the only thing I'm probably going to watch. I'm with you there. Follow Bama on Twitter, at Bama Bob. Bama, great stuff. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you, buddy. All right. Can't wait, guys. By the time we talk in four weeks, we'll have a game behind us. How about that? Uh, How about that? Take care, pal. See ya. Bama Bob talking college football with us. Follow him on Twitter, at Bama Bob. Farmer's Markets, uh, catch Des Moines, asked us to pass this along. Ankeny's Farmer's Market is tomorrow. Uptown Market, 715 West 1st Street. Who else? Down to, oh, of course, the big one, downtown mm-hmm. Des Moines and Historic Court Avenue is uh, going on tomorrow. Indianola, they're off and running tomorrow from 2 to 6 at the Fairground uh, 9, Highway 92 at the Fairground West Gate. Uh, that looks like that about covers it for the weekend, Trent Condon. Um, so, Johan Santana. Yeah. Talked about this earlier. Goes mm-hmm. into the Twins Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. You a fan? Big fan. Yeah. I'm a big Johan fan. Didn't like the, did you, I mean, obviously didn't like the way it ended. Would love to sure. see him pitch his entire career there. But understood it. Yeah. Didn't like the package they got in return. I was nope. excited about Carlos Gomez. And for the first year, you should have been. But then after that, uh, your luster wore off very quickly, right? Phil Humber. Eesh. Yeah, Phil Humber, the White Sox, is more remembers. Right. And, and really only one start for right. him that. That's true. Yeah, uh, didn't get the haul that you wanted, but it's kind of, it was inevitable. You felt it. His career afterwards certainly wasn't great either. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do remember his no-hitter. I was at a buddy's place watching the game and drinking some beers and just kind of reminiscing about Johan with the Twins. So that one uh, is really one of the few memories I think he has outside of the Twins uniform. But yeah, great pitcher, good guy, Rule 5 pickup, you know, off, mm-hmm. off the scrap heap. Yep. Turning into the best pitcher in the American League for uh, what, three, four years He was probably. pretty dominant, no doubt about that. He was a lot of fun to watch, and him and Liriano before Liriano's first injury. Was he 10-1 and one or something yeah. stupid like that? Started in the bullpen. I remember his first career start he made against Roger Clemens when he was with the Astros. And I was doing my show in Cedar Falls, mm-hmm. and I didn't have an official game watch, but I announced on the show, I'm going to, I was Mulligan's, going to Mulligan's to watch the game. Sports bar in Cedar Falls. And there were 8, 10, 12 people that also showed up and le- were looking for me, which is cool. Had some buddies there, had a really good time. And Johan, Liriano, what could have been? Mm, yeah, I'm with you. You and Jimmy B today, what uh, what will you have? Oh, Alex Halston's going to stop by in between as we talked with Dylan earlier. Uh, right before, in fact, uh, they get their second availability watching the young guys go through practice mm-hmm. with the afternoon session. So he'll be joining us early in the 4 o'clock hour. And 
It's uh, Hawkeye Swarm today. Oh, so. yes, it is. You and Doc Fuller. Yep, we, uh, we'll be getting going with that. So 4 to 6 o'clock, and then it's off to Okaboji for the weekend. Well, you have a wonderful time. Yes, looking forward to that. Yeah, when do you come back? Sunday night? Early Monday morning? Yeah, Sunday night we'll come back. Yeah. And yeah, the wife's back to work, so <laughs> no coming back on Monday mornings from no, trips now. Those days are over. Yes, the uh, summer is done. Yeah, thank God. <laughs> Doesn't feel like it, though. We will be back on Monday at noon. You have a wonderful weekend, everybody. Everybody. Thank you for being here. If you missed any portion of the program, want to hear another guest again, you can go to the KenMillerShow.com website, KenMillerShow.com. Click the podcast link. Uh, for Trent Condon's Ken Miller, appreciate you being here. Uh, it's uh, 1700 KBGG.